and the head of the church is Christ. And so we want to reflect him. We want to represent him. We can't have this strong, powerful head and this weak, wish-washy, double-minded body. That's, that's not what God wants us to represent in the earth. But so the head, come on, so the body. I said so the head, so the body. If our head be Christ, then we be powerful. If our head be Christ, then we walk in authority. If our head is Christ, then we are overcomers. That's if our head is Christ. So the head, so the body. So the head. Now, this goes all the way. This is a profound statement in itself, okay? Because if you look at this in in anything, so the head, so the body. We want to get out of that. You know, we might want to get out of that, but that goes in anything. If you're the boss, so the head, so if you're... Don't got things together, things ain't going to be together. If you're the head of your family, you don't got the, so the head. Come on, let's get it. Because God wanted us to get this this morning. So the head, so the body. So we want to have a good head. And we have a good head over us. And our head is Jesus Christ. And so we need to be reflecting that powerful head that's over us, that strong head that's over us, that authority that's over us. Our life should be reflecting, you know, people should be looking at us going, wow, wow, who's leading your life? I want that person to lead my life. They should be looking at us wanting what we have. The last time we're going to go over a few points that I'm just going to recap on, and I'm going to start with one point, and then we're going to show a video because I want to go to point to the point two. Our first point last time of last time I preached was God was saying that we are not, we are not patient. Remember what I said? That the church has, okay, let's go to the regular army so I can always go back. The, the military has a hospital. But the military is not a hospital, okay? But a lot of times we have talked and and preached, and preachers have preached, I have even said it, that the church is a hospital. And because we say the church is a hospital, we keep continuing to get patients that keep coming back, coming back, coming back, coming back, because the church is a hospital. But the thing is that God showed me, and he's doing more and more with this, this in my mind, he showed me a, a whole group of, you know, the body of believers standing with their hospital gown on, holding the back of their hospital gown with one hand and having their IV pole in the other hand. And we're all looking to heaven, waiting for God to come in this kind of position. And God said, that is not the position and that is not who he's coming back after. He is not coming back after IV pole holding hospital gown people. He's not. He's coming after soldiers that are ready and they have uh, fought a victory and they know what God can do and they have taken dominion. That's who he's coming after. But if we keep saying the church is a hospital, we get people that keep coming back. And they they come here and they get their drip, their word drip. They get their word drip through their IV pole. They walk back out. They they get back into something else. Then they come back in the next Sunday and say, I need another IV drip. 
God's word is more powerful than that. Amen? And God's blood, his blood has never lost its power. And God's blood is good enough that we, can, we don't have to keep going out doing the same thing over and over again and coming back to the hospital with the same disease, the same problem. Now, we grow from glory to glory. There's a growing, but there should not be the same problem. And so God is calling us to become soldiers and get rid of the patient mindset, the patient mindset that you can never do anything, but there's always a doctor that's going to be administering to you because you can't do anything. All you can do is come in, hear the word, go out, get into something else, come back in, hear the word. No, you came in to hear the word, and the word should be fortifying you, and the word should be growing you, and the word should be establishing you in his word so that you, you now, Disciple, you're being discipled through the word. Now you can be, make disciples. You're not just always a disciple. You can make some disciples. A lot of our churches are empty a lot because we don't have, we don't know how to disciple. We keep being disciples. We keep needing some disciple me. Show me what the word says. I come, show me, show me, show me. But we don't never go out and apply it. We never go out and walk in it. We never go out and manifest it. And so God, that was point one that God wanted us to get. So right now was point two, okay? Uh, point two, which we're going to show, I wanted to show, and if you guys kind of remember, I talked about sparring. Y'all remember about sparring? And what I talked about is that a lot of times we come into the house, the Lord brings us all into the house of God, and when we get into the house of God, we get all these kind of remarks that, um, you know, it was better on the outside, I had better friends on the outside, people did me better on that. We get all those kind of remarks once we come into the house of the Lord for a, a period of time, we, you know, a little bit of time, we're kind of happy, but all of a sudden we run up against one another, and when we run up against one another, we're like, oh my God, I... I I wasn't thinking that this was going to happen. You're my sister. You're my brother. What are you doing to me? Why? And we get really upset. And God, he really began to deal with me about that. Is in the military, he show, and he's really, I'm loving this series because God is really doing something. I'm learning a lot about military, although my husband's in military. But a lot of times, understand this, my husband was in the military. But a lot of things that he went through, I didn't go through. I didn't go through boot camp. I didn't go through any of those. I had no clue of, of the stuff that he was going through to be in the military. Even when he went to the special, what was it, um, Sears group, I didn't know any of those uh, uh, Sears group. So you can tell I'm not military, whatever. So, uh, but I'm not going to say whatever because God is teaching me. Sears what? It was Sears school training. Okay. So when he went through Sears training, when I'm, I'm hearing all this stuff, you know, later, I just know he's at training. But all of a sudden when Pastor David starts talking about the water board and all that stuff and then pouring water and then he had to, he had to uh, hide for, they had to hide for a length of time and not be found. And, and all this, I'm thinking, What's all that? You know what I'm saying? In my mind, it's like, I, you remember what I told you? What I liked about the military was the uniform. Now, some of y'all laughing, but that's all, some of y'all, that's what we like about God. Okay? We don't like the work of it. We don't like all that other stuff. Okay? But so what I always said, I want to be in the military just so I can wear one of those camouflage uniforms. Okay? But not realizing there's a whole lot of other stuff goes on 
and beyond putting on that uniform. And so in that, God showed me how he brings us all in here, and he brings us all together. And this is a training center. And what we don't want, we don't want to be trained after we come to the altar. We go, hallelujah, thank you, God. And we just think everything is going to be great. But see, God is renewing and transforming our minds. And just like when you go into the military, they take everything away from you. I was watching this thing on the, on, on, uh, the making of a soldier, and I, I just really exhort you guys. Um, there's a series that uh, is called The Making of a Soldier. Amazing. It, it starts from the beginning of them making the decision and then all the way until they're you know, in the military. Good good thing for you to look at. But in that, I'm, I'm looking at, God is saying, he brings us in here, we're in a training center, and when you come into the training center, what happens is there's, there's sparring. And the sparring is, is preparing you for the real war. And so sometimes you're, you're thinking that your brother is, is doing something horrible to you when what I said last week, you should be doing like on Mr. Miyagi and all those, uh, I say the name wrong, on Karate Kid. You should uh, be doing like they do at the end of their sparring matches. They all bow and they thank that person. Why are they thanking that person? Because that person has just showed them where their weakness is, where that when they get into the real fight, they could end up dead if that weak place does not get strong. Well, God brings us into the house of the Lord, and he brings us in, and my, my, uh, my weakness or my shortcoming or whatever is come up against you. And when I come up against you, we're sparring, okay? And, and, and I'm thinking I'm pretty good. I think I got love. I think I got forgiveness. I think I got it all together. But God pits me against somebody that shows me where my weak spot is. And so all of a sudden, I think I got a lot of patience. And boy, do I got some long suffering. But I'm sparring with this person, and I find out that no, I don't have as much long suffering as I think I have. Neither do I have as much enough love as I think I have. And what, what it is is an indicator of when I'm real in real war, come on, it's an indicator of what can kill me. And so instead of being mad at my brother and mad at my sister, if we get the right mindset, see, the, the problem is if we don't have the right mindset when, we, mindset when we come into this place. When we come into this place, we sometimes think this is a social place. This is a place where we've come to make friends. This is a place where I've come to find my best friend. This is a place where I've come to find my husband. This is church is where I find my wife. So we have this social mindset going on. And because we come in with a social mindset, we get ourselves all messed up. We get all disappointed. And all of a sudden, them people, them people, them people. But the thing is, when you get in the military, the military doesn't bring you in for no social thing. You're in there to prepare to fight. You're in there to prepare to fight a real war. And God wants us to understand that when we come in here, you guys, this is not why we come in here. We're not coming here for no social club. We're not coming in here to, 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 to find a, a good friend or a best friend. Or we, our best friend that we came in to find out was Jesus. Because let me tell you, without Jesus, this place is no different than the world. In the world, you had best friends that, that messed up over you and, and disappointed you. In the house of God, you'll have friends that disappoint you. Because without God, we're just the same. 
without God leading and guiding us, we're just the same. It's only through God, through Christ, that we come in here and we get the real reason and we get an understanding that we all have come in here and we all have some negative and we all got some sin and we all got some uh, uh, contagious diseases. We all got that. To get your mind right, we all got that. And at any moment, my sneeze will get on you. And what God is trying to do is build you up so that my sneeze will not kill you. All right? Don't think that I'm not going to sneeze on you. Don't think that somebody's not going to come against you. Don't think that somebody's not going to disappoint you. Because if disappointment is the thing that takes you out, God needs to make you strong. Because when you really fight the real world, the enemy's not playing with you. The enemy's not playing with us. He knows right where to get us. And God is trying to make it so that when the enemy comes up against us, he will not find that thing that stopped us before to stop us now. And so we're going to just look a, look a little point at this. Come on, let's bring this up with our little sparring, and we're going to get something out of this little lesson this morning. Amen? Guys, got it? Can you hit the light? I'm done. They can beat me up if they want to. And you know why you only have one student? Because you don't know Kung Fu. <laughs> okay. What? Come here. Check it on. Ms. Han, I already... Check it on. Check it on. He's strong. Check it on. Firm. Check it off. Remember, always strong. Check it off. Strong. Left foot back. Right feet back. Left feet back. first starts out when he when he he first starts out he says I don't care remember like I don't care and because he he was in a training where he had to put the jacket on take it off that's all, all day long that was you know sometimes we think some grand thing that we have to do when we first come into training and we're that just seems so doesn't make sense and there's a lot of things that God tells us that doesn't make sense all right? But he didn't like it because he had to put the jacket on and take the jacket off, put the jacket on. That was his whole training was just the first thing was put the jacket on. To him, that just didn't make any sense. You guys, in, in the training, a lot of times it doesn't make any sense. 
but he was he said it makes sense he said how you put the jacket on matters and how you take the jacket off matters everything that you do what he said everything that you do in kung fu and we know this morning i'm not trying to say that to you guys i'm saying that everything that you try to everything that you do in the spirit matters and everything that you do in the spirit matters no matter how insignificant it seems to you it matters okay um we look at you know here's a leader and the leader's telling him what to do god has given us leaders sometimes it don't make any sense to him it doesn't make any sense because sometimes whether we know it or believe it or not god has given us leaders apostles he's given us pastors he's given us elders that have been places that you have not been they know things and i want to say this they know things in the spirit that you yet do not know god has navigated them down the road in the spirit to places that you do not know and sometimes when i i look at 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 the you know the little karate kid i see it sometimes where we're just like that doesn't make any sense. I don't understand that. I don't want a, a lot of pride in what we know. And the thing with the military, when you come into the military, one of the things it does, it strips you of all your, dump the truck. It just, you, it strips you of everything that you know, of everything you look like. I remember when Pastor David came back to the door after he had been to boot camp. I was standing, I, I was looking through the people and I he didn't have his hair. Well, you know, he, you know, they cut your hair. They, you, they, there's a whole any, and and this is what I said. I said he he left. He, he left. Well, I I don't mean this in a negative way, okay, but he left a boy, and he came back a man. When he was standing at that door, oh, he was sharp, y'all. He was standing at the door. I was like, shut up. He, he, he had his, you know, everything just tightened. You know, just a whole, a whole new demeanor was on him. Everything, and I, it wasn't just, it wasn't just in the external. It was the internal. I could see that there had been a change. I could, I could see that they had put him through things, and that this was a, a man that came home. You know what I'm saying? And God, sometimes we're like that little kid. You know, when we first come to Christ, and Christ is trying to grow us into our fullness into our full stature he's trying to grow us into that but we come come across like he did i don't I, forget it i don't care i don't care i'm gone i don't want it we, we do that stuff because we're not allowing god to finish the work in us or we think we're finished at every place that we pull back and can't you know she said i'm moving forward but every place that we pull back is usually because it's an uncomfortable place it's a place that i don't i don't really want to go through this i don't really want to do this and so we pull back but pulling back doesn't mean that you're a mature it's when you can go through things with christ shows the maturity it's when you can go through a lot of times it's so much easier like you did to throw it down and throw throw in the towel but Jesus never threw in the towel. And we are supposed to be just like him. So in those points, we realize that when we come into the house of God, we are not each other's enemy. Okay, we are not. 
God knew my weakness that he has to grow me up in. He knows your weakness that he, you have to grow up in. And he said, iron sharpness, iron. He didn't mean for us to, to come in and, and, and um, kill each other with our swords, but he meant for our swords to get sharper so that we're ready when we go out there to be able to use our swords. You see what I'm saying? But if we don't, and sometimes when, when iron sharpens iron, what happens? Sparks fly. It's, it's, it's a natural course. Sparks fly. But it does not mean that we are supposed to run from one another. We're supposed to get away from one another. You know, God, you know, God just showed me so. We had a, a nephew that stayed with us. And when he was in the military, he, he got out the military because he could not handle the, the um, training. Okay? And so he did a lot of things that made him disqualified in boot camp, that made him come home because he did not like the training. And some of us, that's what we do. We don't like the training, and so we begin to disqualify ourselves when the training is supposed to be making us this soldier that represents and reflects the goodness and the power of God. So we come short of representing and manifesting his glory because we don't like the training. But remember the training. You've got to think of why you're here. So when you think of why you're here, why we're in this training center together, you, you, you think of that. And so then you can be able, instead of getting mad, um, hating your brother, disqualifying your brother, moving away from your brother, you go back and you think about, Tomorrow, I'm going to pass this test. Tomorrow, if I don't have patience and, and, and it comes against me, I'm going to be ready because I'm going to get into the word of God and I'm going to be ready. Tomorrow, if I don't have long suffering, I'm going to get into the word of God and I'm going to be ready. Tomorrow, is, God is going to keep bringing things at you to, to uh, make you, you know, good, a master of that thing that you need to master. If you're unforgiving, he's going to bring things that keep on coming up against your heart, keep coming up against your heart. See, we think that it's the person, and that's the problem. Because if we continue to think it's the pastor, I mean, the pastor, pastor, if we continue to think it's the person, then we will not master what God has called us to master. Because now I'm fighting you, Okay. Now I'm fighting you, and I am not going to get what God wants me to master with carnal fighting. Carnal. My, my weapons of warfare are not carnal, okay? So God wants us to get the spiritual attitude, the spiritual response, the spiritual weapons so that we can pass. And God's a good, you know, you know, in school they might pass you to the next grade. And you don't know, I don't know how many times I've talked to my sister when she's told me about, you know, in high school, how many kids um, go out of high school not knowing math. They don't, they're, they're not good in math. They have a master math. They have a master reading. Day, but they're graduated. They're sent out into the world. God's not like that. We don't just graduate, just graduate. Oh, you've been here too long, so you're just going to graduate. God's not doing that. It doesn't, God said you're going to get it. You're going to get it, and I'm going to put you in the atmosphere, and I'm going to put you in the ground, and I'm going to put you around the, re, uh, the different things that have come against you until you get this mastery. And as long as we're going, he did it, she did it, they did it, we're going to lose. Because God is saying, I'm not putting them to kill you, okay? I'm not, I, ha I don't have... 
your brother and sister in this. And do you understand this? What, what I love about this is I believe the same, God said that he puts each person into the families according to his plan. He puts them. So what lets me know is he's very strategic how he has us all together. He knows exactly what I need. He knows exactly who I need to, with their strength or weakness to come up to pull out what I need to grow in. He's very, and we've got to trust him with that. Because once we come to God, we can't start going, oh, my God, oh, my God. Uh, you know how people, we do this in all areas of our life. We go, oh, my God, I must have married the right person. We do this in all areas of our life. We'll, do, we'll make a commitment to God in all areas. We'll go, yes, I vow to marry you. And then after things go like we didn't think it was going to go, but he already said it was going to go. But when things go a certain way, God never promised, and he never promised us every day would be Sunday. He let us know from jump that there was going to be persecution and there was going to be trial. So after we get married and those things show up, then what do we do? The first thing we say is, you know what? I don't really know if I did what God said. I don't know if we're equally yoked. I, I think I made a mistake. I think I rushed in too fast. I, that's what we do. Almost every aspect of our life, we can go to school, and we get into school, and school gets hard. I'm taking classes right now. Me and Pastor are taking six classes, and right now I've been saying, uh, I don't know if we should have done this. I don't know if we should have took six. See, when we first get in it, we're, we're like, I'm, I'm committed. But when the going gets rough, we go, I don't know. I don't know about this, man. I don't know, God, if I really searched you on that one. I don't know. We, we do that in every aspect. We just bring it on home. We could commit to exercise. We could do anything that we commit to. All of a sudden, when the going gets rough or the going gets tough, we like, Lord, I don't think that you. We could commit to fasting. God, God I'm going to fast for 24 hours. Then like at noontime, you go, God, I don't know if you really told me to do this. I don't know if you told me to go for 24 hours. You probably just meant for me to go till noon. Anything that we commit to, I want y'all to understand this. We come up and we give our lives to God. And once we give our, Lord, yes, Lord. And we'll say, Lord, I know that I need you, Lord. I know that I need to come out with the world. Lord, that world wasn't doing anything to me. We get into the house of God, and then for, for some reason we thought it was going to be strawberries and cream. And the next thing you know, when somebody comes up against us and something comes against us, the next, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Let's not even say we commit to a church. We commit to that church. Then the pastor don't do it right or the leaders don't do it right. The next thing you know, we're like, ah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm supposed to be here. We can come to a place. We can, we can, I'm just, I'm trying to get you. So God is trying to renew our minds because our minds can be so fickle. We can come to a place. We can come to a place. We can say, oh, I'm going to this place or that place. And, but really what we're really saying, and God really is really dealing with me about this point in the military, and we're looking at, at the church, okay? So when God grows us up in the church, what he does is he said we got to get over um, being duty station-minded to mission-minded. See, in the military, the military don't send you someplace because you like it. You're not going up to the military going, man, I would just love to be in Paris. Because I've been wanting to go to Paris all my life. 
I wanted to see the Eiffel Tower. Please let that be in Paris. <laughs> I, I just want to. I just want to be there. And the military, the military is like, that's where you want to go. You want to go to Paris? Then that's where you're going. The military doesn't send you by your dream. It doesn't send you by your want to. It sends you where you're needed. And we as the church, we, this is what God, I, I'm going through this whole segment of what God's telling me to tell you guys. This, our church, you know, the body of believers, what, we, what God says is why the church is not strong is because we are more about the duty station than the mission. We have pastors everywhere that we have talked to all over the land that they will say, how do you guys do that in that little town, Oak Harbor? How do you minister there? People come in and go in. I mean, that, they don't even want this. Okay? So there has been pastors. I'm starting to pastors, and we'll get on down to all of us. Pastors who have got up, left someplace for the big city. We know pastors who have left here for the big city for for a bigger ministry because in their mindset is Oak Harbor is small. And the wrong thinking is it don't matter where you are, God is big. God is big. Doesn't matter where you are, God is big. So we have people that are not you're not about what is my mission? What am I called to do? What, what has God called me to? What, you know, what within me is to bring strength to the body? When they send you to, you know, different places, I'm looking at my son-in-law. We want him and Jericho. Of course, we would love to have them back here. But when he goes up for the orders, the, the mission that they need him for is not in Oak Harbor. And although this would be for us as a family, for us having our baby back, this would be a wonderful thing. But that's carnal-minded. For, for the military, the military, you didn't join the military to stay with your family. You didn't join the military to be, and I'm talking about, of course, with your wife in there. But sometimes you don't even get to go with your wife, right? So the thing is, you joined the military to be about the mission. And we come into Christ to be about the mission. Sometimes it's very, you know, and I'm talking to a lot of our young people today. A lot of times what, what, what will happen is, is that people will say, oh, you need to go somewhere so, where somebody can see you. They're not going to see your talent. They're not going to see your gifts. I've heard so many things in Oak Harbor that are so funny to me. You're not, you, they're not funny because at one time I did believe it, so I want you all to understand that, okay? Funny, oh, you stay here, nobody's going to know that you're a basketball star. You stay here, nobody, Devontae, you stay here, ain't nobody going to know how good you sing, boy. Man, man. No, that's a grandma, but he's a man, okay? Nobody's going to um, see these things, and so what we'll do is we ourselves, we, as God's people, we will do it. We will go up to people and say, you know what, you, you, need, to, you need to go from here because ain't nobody going to see you here. But either we're in the kingdom or we're not. And either we believe that God is the God of promotion. It says he is the one that lifts up. He is the one. Either we believe that or we don't. 
And sometimes I think we, we take ourselves out of position because in our mind we're not believing that. Because remember, before you even be, and why do you want to be, sometimes we want fame. Fame has nothing to do with the mission of God. Fame has nothing to do with the mission of God. The mission of God is to lift up God. And you can do that anywhere. Come on. And you can be good at it anywhere, lifting up God. All right? But when, when we turn around and what we want to be is we want to be on stage. We want our lives to be, we want it to be about our lives. When, even when you get into the military, a lot of times I was thinking when you get into the military, some people get into the military when the real reason is to get in the military is to be an agent of protection for our country, right? You're there to be ready for to protect our country. But many times we are more getting into the military for the benefits than the real mission. So that's why you hear a whole lot of people say, I'm getting out of the military. I'm getting out of the military. It ain't, it ain't like what it used to be. Pay ain't like what it used to be. Raises ain't like it used to be. See, they're looking at the benefits. They're not looking at the mission. They're more about the benefits. And you guys, I'm just being truthful this morning that so that we can see that that is not what God, when you got into the military, you got into, now remember this, the recruiter, and so I'm going to say this from my point as a pastor, the recruiter can mess you up too. Because the recruiter can talk about all these benefits. Okay, pastors can talk about all the benefits of, of living saved. We can do that. And so then when people come in, we don't talk about, you about to go into some training. Girl, you standing up here crying and you giving your, let me tell you, today feels pretty good. But let me tell you about next month. Let me tell you about all these people that are shaking your hands today and kissing your neck today. Let me tell you, that feels really good. They're hugging you, and they're shaking their, your hands, and they're glad for you to be in the house of the Lord. But they still got something on them. They're still growing. And so you know what? Next Thursday or next month when you're feeling lonely at home with that addiction and you're wondering, where is somebody? Where are, where's the church? Where is the church? I'm just, come on, y'all. Come on. Where is the church? And now you're so disillusioned because I said, welcome to the body. We're a part of the body. You're coming in and we're going to bless you. We're going to undergird you. You're feeling all that because that's all I told you. I'm a good recruiter. See, recruiters get paid to get y'all in there. In the military. They get paid. And we got to be careful as pastors that we're not giving you this false sense of everything's going to be always all right. Because you're in a war, baby. And we got to train you for the war. And the war is not going to be that everybody's going to like you. And the war is not going to be that everybody's going to be there for you. There's going to be some lonely days because God's going to put you in some lonely places because in war, there's, in war sometimes you're in a trench hole all by yourself. You're not always in the trench hole with everybody. You're in a trench hole all by yourself, and you're going to have to know how, to, how not to panic, and you're going to have to know what to do in that situation. You're going to have to know how to be alert without everybody being alert for you. 
See, God wants you to understand what real war is about so that you don't come in here and then you're ready to walk away. You're ready to get out, out, out the military because it, you, they didn't take you to Hawaii and you didn't, you, you didn't get the right uh, amount of money that you thought our housing wasn't good. It wasn't a pretty house. This base is ugly. See, we, we do all those kind of things. That is the shallowness of what we've been called to. We've been called to a mission. And, and maybe you do get Hawaii for a moment. For a, mo- for a moment. But, but, but next time you might be over in Qatar. Come on. Next time you might be in one of these uh, war-ravaged countries where, where you're hearing bombs. You're not sitting. They were telling me about one place um, that one of, one of our members got to go to, and, and, and it's a nice place, kind of a resort place that um, he got to be in. It's a resort, you know, swimming pool, all this stuff. Come on. That feels pretty good. But let me tell you, that's not the real deal. There are some times of respite. There are some times of, of rest. But most of all, you guys, we're fighting war. We're fighting a war. And we, and we are not going to be, God doesn't want you all uh, uh, wimpy. You're sit, and see, for us that don't know military, it's even harder for us. Uh, you know, for us that don't go out to fight the war, and we, we complain about our TV not working. We complain about wanting some new furniture in our house. You know what I'm saying? There's not enough food in our cabinet because we don't know nothing about going out there and being rationed and having those little packs of food you eat. We don't know nothing about that. You see what I'm saying? So, but God is saying, come on. I'm making you soldiers. And I don't know if you guys understand it, but he's making us soldiers. In the military, sometimes you're playing war games. And I remember one of my son-in-laws told me that, um, you know, he had been in the war games, but they went out on one of these, um, one of these times where they, over a country, great war, and he could see the dead bodies. Had never seen nothing like that. But dead bodies just floating, floating, floating and how this was taking their mindset there. They just couldn't handle that. See, what, what, what war training prepares you for is that. See, it's supposed to train you so that, so that, that every, day is not, every day is not trees and sunshine and, and going to the park. But it's supposed to train you so that when these things happen, you don't lose your ever-loving mind supposed to train you so that that you'll be able to respond and, 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 and respond in such a way that it's not just about you but I can be a helper to someone else see the churches when, when great um, tribulation and great we I do believe we are going to see some things in America and y'all y'all said y'all she been saying that she been saying that God's gonna let you see it because anytime a nation does what we're doing, that we let everything ungodly, everything ungodly have a right, we have opened the doors, and we've opened the doors for God to show us that we need him. And people are going to need soldiers. They're not going to need the church going, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, oh my God, what's going on, what's going on? They're not going to need that. They're going to need soldiers that they can go to and say, what's going on? What's going on is that God reigns and God rules. And if my people, if we would just bow down to God, he'd heal our land. But he don't want us walking around devastated over what we already know. We already know things is coming. 
We can already see it. If you're in the spiritual, you can already see the turning of, uh, of God's hand. His hand is going like this. When God's hand goes like this, the ones that sin are those that are covered in the blood. But sometimes we're trying to get from under the blood, and we go back to worldly ways of doing things, worldly standards. God wants the church to grow up, and that's why he's doing things making things a catalyst for us to grow because he wants us to grow up. He wants us to be in a new position of strength, of strength, of strength. You guys, he wants us to get to a new position. And you know I love the altar. I make no um, condemnation on anyone that comes to the But the altar should be strengthened. Every time I come to the altar, I should be strengthened to a new level of strength. I should be strengthened. It's not that I'm just coming because I'm feeling guilty. I got caught. It's none of those kind of things. It's coming because I need strength. And and, and I'm not going to let go till you bless me, Lord, with that strength. I'm not walking out this door. I'm not walking back in that situation weak and wimpy. But I came up to the altar, and I came up with a thought that my captain of my soul is King Jesus. I'm not going to a man captain. I'm going to my captain, who is King Jesus, who is able to deliver me, to deliver me. To What do we say to the world? about this army that we're in and we have a captain that shed his blood for us but every time you turn around we're weak as water God doesn't want us to be weak as water we got families that need to be saved we got employees employees and employers that need to be saved we got work centers that need to be saved and God wants us to be soldiers but nobody wants nobody I feel pitiful when I'm in the hospital and I see somebody walking down there holding their back, holding the back. Y'all need to get, God said there is something about that part somebody needs to get. Holding the back of your gown so you won't be exposed. Holding the back of your gown so you won't be exposed. And a lot of church people, we're walking with our IV pole, holding the back of our gown so we won't be exposed. Because if you expose our hindsight, our shameful place, God is saying, uh-uh, I gave you much strength. You put on your soldier uniform. You put that IV pole down. You walk in the word that I've given you. You've already heard. If you know what, church, if we never heard another word, we've already heard enough to be saved. We've already heard enough to be saved. We've already heard enough to be an overcomer. We've already heard enough to be victorious. If another word never came, we've already heard enough. The problem is, is will we receive what we've heard? Will we apply what we've heard? And will we walk in what we've heard? There's the problem. That we stop, we stop our ears. It sounds good to our ears. Oh, it sounds good. Ooh, that sounds powerful. Ooh, that sounds great. But we never let it go to our heart where it gets into our heart that now we can walk it out in strength and power. So we really never see the evidence. We're looking for the evidence in somebody else. But you need to see the evidence in your own life. You need to know that God can stop you from from being addicted. You need to know that God can stop you from being angry. You need to know that God can clean your heart up and bring you into a forgiving state where you can actually walk up to your brother and sister and you can love them without anything in your heart. You need to know this. But you've heard it, but you haven't applied it. So you haven't applied it, so you you don't know it. You haven't received it. You just heard it. It was a good sound in your ear but the power of it would be once it's applied 
and once it manifests, once it manifests up to someone, I, I look at these people that's on TV, different people that have gone through somebody has killed their son or their daughter, they've killed, and, and how they go to that family, the very person that killed their son or their daughter, they go to that family and they help that family. They're there for that family. One woman, the son, uh, the Boy killed her son, and now she's the one visiting him at prison. She's the one sowing love into him. That's forgiveness. That's true forgiveness. That's the forgiveness that says, this is bigger than me. This is greater than me. I know that in and of myself, I cannot do, whoa, this is God. God can do that. God can take my heart and bring it at peace where I'm not wrestling every time I see somebody. I'm not, see, we think we've forgiven people, but have you ever just, when they come by, you don't even... Want to look at them? I forgive you. I don't want to look at you. We don't want them. We don't want them near us. We don't want to do anything for them. We don't even want to hear their name. Come on, come on. I know because I've been there. But that's not forgiveness. That's but but God has something greater than that. And then what we we got to continue walking that ook because unless that person leaves town, okay, or goes someplace else, I don't see you. And every time I see you, i got to feel that. But Jesus didn't die that I would have to feel that. Jesus died that I would be able to look straight up at you and love you with the love of God. And know, and know that whatever you did to me, whatever you did to me, it was because of something, some kind of spiritual sickness or brokenness in you. And now instead of being your enemy, I'm on your side. And I'm asking God, God, in your name, Lord, deliver God. God, bring peace to them, God. Bring joy to them, God. Help them in that area. I can pray for my enemy. How do you think God said that we can love our enemy? How, how do you think that he could say that we could do that? It's not impossible, you guys. It's, it's only impossible when we come out of our carnal mindset. We have something so much greater, and that is God. He's calling for the church to grow up to a new position. And what that tells the world, what that tells the world, you know, when the world looks and, you, and, and somebody's hurt you and they see you loving on them, the world is the world's like, that don't make no sense. How do you do that? See, it gives, it always gives. When we do things God's way, it, it wouldn't be, what do you say? If I, if I be lifted up, I'll draw. How do we lift him up? By doing it his way. So when we're doing it his way, and we're lifting him up, and now it draws people onto him. Because they know, and we're all flesh and humanity, we all know that would be hard. But when we see somebody doing something that's supernatural, how are you doing that? Now it opens that door, so now when they say, how are you doing that? We say, not by my might, <laughs> not by my power. It's all by the Spirit of God. We get to point to The reason why we can't point people to God is because there's nothing that they can ask. There's nothing glorious manifested in our life that makes somebody go, how are you doing that? How do you love her? And every time I turn around, she's, She's doing something wrong to you. How do how do you love your husband and and he's he's been in and out in and out in. Lehani, come on. Hallelujah. How many times has that been asked? I've asked people ask me about her because her life is what it's pointing to God. It's saying it's saying it's saying what they're saying is shoot that wouldn't be me. I couldn't do that. 
that she got what well, they'll say she got something that's what a lot of people say she got something. now i can say you know what the something is the something is jesus christ the something is that great help that very present help in the time of trouble let me lead you to him let me talk to you about it. but we need to have some kind of manifested glory in our lives that points people to christ god says his 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 army come on we're too busy about you know there's things that's going on and when i say we're holding our gown we're holding our gown because there's things in our heart that if it was exposed come on we're hold, we got we got the drip going on, but what but but God also told me about holding the gar- gown. He said we got the drip going on. We have the ivy pole and the ivy fluid going in us, but if we don't deal with that thing that needs to be given to God, we'll be back again to get another bolus. We'll be back again because what needs to be dealt with is that thing that we're trying not to expose. And we will still need more, more, more. Come back because we haven't let that go. In our lives, you guys, there can be a let go. I'm telling you, there should be a let go of thing after thing after thing. It shouldn't be thing, thing. I'm talking about thing, thing, same thing, thing, thing. Are you tired because you know it's been so long. Thing, thing. Here it is again, God. Thing, here it is, God. I mean, the, the joy of it is to get over something, to get through something that lets me know if I got through this, I can get through this, but we're still this. We're still stuck right here. And after a while, that makes us disillusioned. After a while, that makes us feel like, what am I into? After a while, that makes me feel like, man, where's God? Where is he? Here I am. I'm still here. I don't like her. I just don't like her. God, I still don't like her. I just don't like her. I know you told me to love her. I know you told me to love her. I know you. You know, like we're just little spoiled kids. I can't. I can't. That's what we are. God is like, grow up. Grow up. Do what I told you to do. It's not you can't do it. You don't want to do it. That's the problem. God said, it's nothing that we can't do. It's everything about what I want to do. Because when I want to do something, I'm going to do it. I'll move everything to do what I want to do. Come on, come on, people. You know we are like that. If we want to do something, we will move everything to get that. So it's the things that we don't want to do, we just don't do. And then we look up at God and say, I know, I know you told me to do it, but I just can't. No, you just won't. Something about that training and that you don't like it. You don't like it, so you don't want to do it. It's too hard. It goes against your grain. You know how we say, I just can't wrap my mind around it. God is saying, that's the problem. You're trying to wrap your mind around it. I said I've given you the mind of Christ that will wrap around everything that God says for us to do. But if I'm trying to use my mind to wrap around anything, no. I'm not going to see it. He's trying to help us to grow up into a new unity of faith, becoming one with him, becoming so one with him that he, what did he say? When you see me, you see the Father. Because he's the head of the church, the church should be able to say wherever they're going, when you see me, 
you see the Father. When you see me, you see Jesus, the head. When you see me walk, you see Jesus. When you see me talk, you see Jesus. When you see me respond, you see Jesus. Because I'm a reflection. I'm the body. I'm the body. So the, so the head, so should be the body. So, whatever, so what we're saying to the world when we respond and act, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. Christian means Christ-like. I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. What we're saying to the world is, this is how Christ acts. Everything that we do, this is, this is how Christ acts. When I'm mad at Pastor David all, long, all day long and I'm not speaking to him all day long, what am I saying? This is how Christ acts. I'm saying as we are professing to be something, we're saying this is how he does it. I mean, to the, you know how he said it should be in everything. It should be in how you put your, your jacket on. It should be in how you take your jacket off. Spiritual walk should be in everything we do. You know, uh, and, and, and it's the little foxes that destroy the vine that makes us not even care. And so, there, I mean, I, there's things that God will, you have to listen to the Holy Spirit, church, because God will train you in little things, okay? So there's these trainings that God has been putting me through and for, for a long time, but then he, I think I got it. I think I, I think I really got this integrity of that. But then there's days. Okay, so let's just say, I'm just simple things. So I... Um, had heard one time from Joyce Myers about, you know, the people, how we go and we go to the stores and we just drop our baskets off anywhere. We never go put our baskets back. That really hit my heart because that's integrous. That's something that, that's something that we should do. That's, it's to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. You know how some people say, I forgot what that word they say, like, like when you do, when you, when you don't put your food back on the shelf or you don't put your clothes back, they say that that's, that leaves it open. That's why the people that work there, that gives them a job to do. People say, job security. You hear everybody say, that. well, it's just job security. You know, but we, see, that's operating out of what? Carnal mind. We should have an integrity that shines. He said, like a city that's set upon a hill, that people look at us and like, whoa, in the minutest thing, jack it off. Jacket on. And so what I find is, you know, I took that on. I took that on, you know, going into the stores and when I come out, you know, making sure I get, get the basket back in the seat. Took that on. And, but this is what I've seen is, you know, and I feel, you know, it's, don't never feel too good about what, what you're doing, you know, like you got it and oh, I, I'm doing this. Okay, so, uh, you know, every time I would get, I, I get back to my car and I'm like, I put that basket back. You know, I'm happy I put the basket back, you know. But God really showed me another motive that's higher than sometimes the motive is I'm looking at me in a self-righteous way that you're doing something, okay? But I'm not looking at I'm doing this as unto the Lord. So if you do it in a self-righteous way, it's not going to last. You know what I'm saying? So there are times, you know, uh, just the other night, and it's been a long, long time, but just the other night it was raining, raining, raining real hard. I was tired. I got in my car. And you never know, you never know who's watching. It's so amazing to me that that cart thing has had people stop me and go, oh, you put your cart back? You know, it's amazing to me that that little, that little uh, action, somebody's watching. So I, I, it was raining. I, I was at Walmart late, and I was standing there. And I was like, you put your basket back. I don't want to put the basket back. I want to just get in the car. So I, I said, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to scoot the basket right up to the, you know, the curb so it won't be in the car's way. You know, I didn't talk to myself. I got in that car. The Holy Ghost said, I'm starting my car. The Holy Ghost said, 
you're going to put that basket back. Put the basket. Don't stop doing it. Training is, is, is until you got it, okay? Training is until you really got it, okay? That thing that, you know, whatever, that, ha- that habit that you've trained yourself in that, that nobody can stop you from doing, nobody can stop you from brushing your teeth in the morning. You see what I'm saying? A habit is something that God's training us to do no matter what the situation is, no matter what the circumstances. He's training us to be on point solid, firm in what he's training us. And you guys, that's what he's trying to do with the body of Christ. You keep wondering why that girl or that, that brother keeps getting on your nerves, keeps on your nerves, because God is saying, I'm training you here. Come. You think you got it. You think you got it, but you don't got it. And sometimes it's not the same brother. So so you think you got it because now finally me and Pastor Brosen, finally, finally me and Pastor Brosen, I got it. I got it. He understands me. I understand him. We got it. So I, I feel like I got understanding down. Okay? But but because the test has been just me and Pastor Brosen. God's just been working, working, working. So as soon as I think I got it down, then all of a sudden, Cowie. Cowie comes with something, and I thought I had it down, and now I'm irked in my spirit. And God says, see, You got it down right here, but God wants you to get it down across the board. Do you understand? Our training is so that at any moment, at any moment, uh, 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 that irking Brenda, and now there's a, you think that's done? Now that, I'll say names because what comes to my mind is remembrance, okay? I'm saying nothing for you guys to put on that person, okay? So uh, now, Lynette, I'll give Lynette my kids. Now Lynette comes along. Okay, you got to be the same. You got to have that thing has to be conquered. It has to be over. It has to be through in your life so that no matter who comes along, you have the same response. I wanted to read something that uh, really blessed me, and I hope it blesses you. But I was thinking about it this morning in praise and worship. It says, for years the church has fallen far short of all that God wants to bestow on us because we have thought that being victorious simply meant that after a battle we were to walk off and praise the Lord. But this is not what real victory is all about. Real victory consists of winning the entire war. Now that hit me because that's how we get derailed because we felt like we won a victory here but we really haven't won the war, okay? I felt like I could forgive Cowie, but I really haven't won the war on forgiveness. There's, there's a, it's going to keep coming until we win the war. So, so I get really, really happy, and the enemy's, the enemy's looking at me because I'm just so happy that I've won this war. And over here comes an onslaught, comes an onslaught of what I thought I won. But I haven't won it. It's not done. It's not through. It's, it's just a test. It's, it's repetition. With God. That's why he said off, on, off, on. Because God gives us a repetition until we really, see, we really have it. Do you see what I'm saying? There's a repetition in your love. There's a repetition of, of things coming against your love. Not just one thing that comes against your love and now you're just the most loving person. No, there's a repetition of things that will come against your love so that now you know. Now I know. Now I know. And even in that, you've got to say, by your grace, God. By your grace, 
because something else could come. But God is, but the more that we pass our test, the more victories that we have. See, remember, it's winning the war on love, not winning the, the confrontation with cowards. You see what I'm saying? It's winning the whole gamut. I love everybody. I love them. You know how we can say I love, we can blanket that. Can't we blanket that? I love everybody. How many? I love everybody. Because you ain't seen everybody. <laughs> you ain't been around everybody. You ain't went through with everybody. So it's good to say, I love everybody. But as soon as we say, and a lot of times the same things that we say, we are confronted with, right? Because God knows what comes out of our mouth. It has to be applied in our lives. He knows, Lord, I'll love you to the day I die. We say all these things that we say out of our mouth that we're confronted with, and we find out, "Mm, I need a little more of that. I need a little more of that. I need a little more love. I need a little, a little more patience. I need a little more long-suffering. Um, see, and another thing, we got to win and we got to grow up because you know what? We're fighting this war together, you guys. There's one thing that I always thought about when my dad was in war and how people could not, you know, races, and especially at his time of, of, of being in the war, there was a lot of prejudice. But that when you're in the trenches – when you're in the trenches and bullets are coming at you, you don't have time to be prejudiced. I'm a human, you a human. And those humans are coming after us humans. And we're on the same side. And so we're going to watch each other's back or else we're going to be dead. See, in the war, in the war, in the war, we're in the real war. I'm talking about real war. You know, you know, I ain't talking about this churchy stuff. I'm talking about in the real war, we don't want to be killed. In the real war, we don't want to be knocked off by the enemy. In the real war, we don't want him taking America. We don't want something coming over taking America. So we will band together for this cause. Prejudice and, and, and you being short, tall, you being talky, you being getting on my nerves, all those things are not the importance. The importance is, is that we can fight together, protect what we need together so we can come out alive. Same thing in the house of God. If we would just get it. The enemy's coming, y'all. He's here every day. And he loves to get us alone. And he loves to get us all by ourselves. That's why it says two are better than one. And you know what? In the trenches, I, I, I don't know about you, but I would want in the trenches somebody that is not panicky, somebody that, that's, uh, you know, alert. I want somebody that's, you know, that's ready to do what they need to do in the tra- I want them to, a trained person to be in, in, like, you know what, you don't want somebody when you're running up on a dog, have you ever been with somebody and you're running up on a dog, and they're ready to give you to the dog so they can get away from the dog? You know, they put you in front of the dog so they can get away from the dog. Well, we don't want that. We don't want that. We want to be able to know that in the trenches, Nick, I, wanna, I want you to know in the trenches that I got your back. I don't want you you wondering, oh, my God, oh, my God, 
Is she going to be able to handle it? Oh, my God, when she sees them big gorillas coming, is she going to go crazy? And pan- yeah, None of us want that. None of us want And God is training us not just for ourselves, but God is training us for the body of believers so that we can be strong for one another, so that in the church, when it gets heavy, there's some heavy, heavy. Come on. There's some heavy, heavy where I get by with a little help but from my friend. You see what I'm saying? I'm not doing it by myself. There's some heavy, heavy where somebody comes up alongside me and they're saying, come on, we can do it. They lock arms with me. You can do it. We can do this. Do you understand what I'm talking about? We can do it. There's some heavy, heavy that we need to know that we are prepared, that we are an army that is prepared, you guys, that we are prepared to fight. We are prepared. We're not giving up. We're not falling out. We're, not, we're prepared to fight. How many of you guys are prepared to fight? The worst thing is not to know who your enemy is. I said the worst thing is not to know who your enemy is. Kill your own, kill your own, <laughs> kill your own teammate, kill your own side. That's the worst thing because you think they're the enemy. God is saying they're not the enemy. You guys, come on, let's start practice. I want y'all to stand up and go like this. Y'all know what I mean, too. We are not each other's enemy. I said we are not each other's enemy. That's all right, Mom and Dad. I'm already doing it. You, I'm doing it for you on your behalf. Amen. Y'all been fighting a war for a long time. Amen. And that's what we need is those that as, as we go on down the road, Dad and him need to see some people that's coming up ready to fight. Come on. There's some soldiers that have been fighting for a long, 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 long time. And it's time for the others to come on up and be ready to fight, not ready to give up, not ready to let go. And, and, and we need to end this, our train. Let's get our mind right. This is our training center. I don't mean to hurt you. I don't mean to hurt you. Ain't nobody walked in this church said, you know what? I'm giving my life to the Lord, and I'm going to hurt every one of them people up in that church. Who would say that? And if they're saying that, they're going to be found out by God really, really quick. He's going to deal with that. But nobody's coming in the house of the Lord to say that I come into the house of the Lord to hurt people. I come in the house of the Lord hurt. And when I come in the house of the Lord hurt, I'm looking for King Jesus to heal me. And as I'm looking for King Jesus to heal me, I know that King Jesus has other people that are further on down the road that can help help gird me up while God is healing me. That is not going to take it personally when I sneeze or vomit. They're not going to take it personally. They're going to they're going to say well, that's all a part of the sickness. That's all a part of the sickness. That's what sickness is. That's what sin is. That's all a part of it. And God help me to come by by so she can be a strong soldier. So he can be a let me come in with them and say, I stand with you. I'll, I'll wipe up your vomit. Oh, come on, y'all. Come on. I'll wipe up your vomit. I won't expose your vomit. I'm not going to talk about your vomit. I'm not going to tell everybody how nasty you are. I'll wipe up your vomit. Because you know what? I vomited before myself. Did you forget? Soldier, have you forgotten? Have you forgotten that when you came into to the military, you didn't have it all together. You know how we get so, we, we start climbing in rank, and all of a sudden we start looking at people and we're like, 
What are they doing? I don't know why they doing that. I don't know why they doing that. You, you did. You did. You did. You did. I did. We all needed help from the Lord. Go like this. And that all to your partner. To no, I'm just saying what that means. To your partner, is showing that you are thankful. No, I'm saying what it means. To your partner. That shows you are thankful for that sparring match that has brought an indicator to you. You are thankful of that sparring match that has brought an indicator to you of where you're strong, but better yet, where you're weak. Thank you for showing me my weak place. And I'm not walking out of here being mad at you. I'm walking out here saying, thank God that you showed me my weak place so now I can go strengthen that weak place. And so now I know the enemy is not going to be able to come at me in that way. You understand? So, so when she's getting on your last and dying nerves, that means that that nerve hasn't been killed yet. And so you need to say, thank you for showing me that nerve that needs to be killed. That's what, because see, God didn't bring us all together in here to kill each other. He brought us in here to, to, to train us and challenge us with each other so that we would be what God has called us to be. My last thing. I'm going to end on this. So, God showed me about duty stations. Okay? And, and I really want this, especially for our young people, because just like I said, we can want to be, go to a place like Hawaii or someplace like that, but we never ask God what the mission is. Wherever you go, you need to say, God, what is the mission? And God told me a little thing about mission, okay? Sometimes where we want to go is someplace great, big, hard, together. No, I'm just what God showed me this. My flesh would probably love to be someplace great, large, and together. But what God showed me is just like the military, he sends you to a place where your gift is needed. And sometimes we get this wrong. We get, we're like a military person that walks into the shop, and we walk into the shop and we go, what's this mess going on in here? Everything's out of order. I don't know what's going on in here. I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to have to get this together, okay? We walk in with this kind of like, I'm going to have to get this together, okay? But God showed me something. I've seen it, I've seen it with singers as well as Devontae sings, okay? And, and, and we know he's gifted, okay? As well as he sings, the mindset could be, you know what? Oak Harbor is too little. Let me tell you what I've learned. I need y'all to understand what I've learned. I've seen people come and go with that mindset. And when they got to the place where they thought was big, guess what was at that pace? Guess what was at that place? Bigger. I want you to understand this. Bigger, and it was already full of the gift. You, there's there's t- places that you go that they got 
30 Devontae's, 100 Devontae's. There's churches we've been to, one that we're going to go up there when we go to Casey Treat. They got a stage full of Devontae's. You see what I'm saying? So then what happens is, well, we, we get really, we get upset because I've had people come back and they say, they didn't, they didn't receive me. They didn't need you. I'm just trying to get ourselves so we could get this understanding. If God didn't send you, they don't need you. He will send you where the greatest need is. You might think you have the greatest gift that needs to be on display in, in some big, but God is not about displaying you. He's about displaying him. And God is saying, I will take you where it's be. God might take you to the backwoods of some, uh, some mission, uh, you know, Africa or something, in the backwoods someplace. And you might can sing like a mockingbird. And you might think that you need to be on some big TV show. But God says, this is where you're needed. Will you go where you're needed? I'm just trying. Don't get messed up, church. Don't get messed up in the world's way of doing things. We are on a mission, and that's more important than duty station. Me and Pastor have rode up and down, and there's been times where we've looked at different places that, oh, this one beautiful place that we was riding. I said, babe, wouldn't it be wonderful to start a church here? The thing is, is, did God tell me to start a church here? Now, it looked wonderful. It was beautiful. It looked like a mm, big old place. See, I'm telling you because I know what the devil does, okay? But God had to say, if I don't lead you, you don't go. And many of us are going without leading. We're not even asking. We're not even asking. I'm talking about in every field, from your job, sometimes you thinking, this crazy job, I remember this job I worked on, crazy. I thought the people were crazy, mean, crazy. I just went off that job because them people was crazy. But not until I realized it was not about the crazy, it's about the mission. Then I'm sitting up here, I don't like it, I can't stand it. These people are, oh, every day I go in there, oh, but every day I'm not the light, the city that sits on a hill. Every day I'm going in there like, God had a mission, and I had to turn around and say, why am I here? It's not about the money. It's not about the people. It's really not about what God, the skill God has given me to do. It's about God and the mission of souls. And all of us are on assignment. All of us are on assignment. All of us have our different uniforms on, but our uniforms isn't what it's about. Our skill is not about what it's about. Our mission to bring Jesus Christ to souls. And so when we forget it as a church, that's when we become like a world. And we go church hopping, job hopping, man hopping, woman hopping, marriage hopping, because we forget that it's about a mission. And it's not about our skill. God, what would you have me to do? I look at Marco coming here and what you have done in our strategic that's a mission you understand you guys everyone here you're not here just to come sit in these pews and you are sure not here for me and pastor to stroke your ego or to to uh 
you know, do everything for you. You're here on a mission. God sent you on a mission. And you need to ask yourself, what is my mission? What am I here for? What have I been called to do in this house and in this? And, and guarantee it's going to line up. It's gonna, God don't send you with a mission that's division. He sends you with a mission that's with the vision. And so God got that. But you've got to not be just sitting around. Some, sometimes we're just sitting around. and The, the army don't work like that. The army doesn't work like you sitting around or all you're doing is sitting around waiting for somebody to come get you. Come get you. God, no. You show up. Here I am. I'm reporting for what? Duty. So many people want you to come get them. Come do this. Come do this. No. Did you report for duty? Then come on and do your duty. Come on, be a soldier. Come on and be, do your duty. Don't, 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 do what you're called here to do. Do what God, God called you here for a reason. And you can say all day that man stopped you, but man cannot stop you from doing what God has called you to do. If you do it in the heart that God has called you to do it, you will be able to do it. And I need you to ask yourself this morning. We're still on the church. You are the church. Teenagers, you're the church. And when you leave from here, Deja, when you walk into someplace else, don't you walk in there waiting around, looking to sitting on a pew, waiting for somebody to discover you. This ain't no American Idol. This ain't you. Don't you be waiting for somebody to discover you. You know what you can do. And so when you walk in, you offer it. You offer, here I am. And whatever the church is, here I am, Deja, reporting for duty. God, where, where it is that you would have me to use my gift? Is it in the choir? Is it in the praise team? Where it is? God, here I am. Here I, I see too many people leaving the church, and I call them, and they're still sitting in the church. And I say, well, what are you doing? You can teach. You can sing. You can exhort. What? Nobody's came and got me. God sent you. God sent you. And you stand up, and you say, here I am. I'm reporting for duty. Don't go in scamming out the scamming out the talent. Sometimes we scam out the talent, and then all of a sudden we say, I can't be up there. She's good. She's great. I No. Come in and say, here I am reporting for duty, and I'm ready. I'm telling that to all of you guys. And when you go to church, Deja, I'm looking at you. Where's my Jante? Is she in here? In the booth. You guys go into a place and be the church. Be the church. Be the church. The church extends love. The church is ready to love on people. You're not standing around waiting for somebody. You know, we, some of us, we, we're too, we've been raised to a level that we don't, shouldn't have to be going in church saying, nobody talked to me. Nobody called me. Come on. Come on, that's what we that's what we do down here with the babies. We shouldn't be dealing with those that have been trained in the Lord, that have been discipled in the Lord. It should be a, a way that we go into the house of the Lord and say, here I am. And you know what? I know God loves people, so I love people. And I know God's heart is toward people, so my heart is toward people. Hey, how you doing? My name is Deja. Glad to meet you. I know you'll do it, Deja. I'm just telling us, be the church. Be the church. Wherever you go, be the church. Here I am reporting for duty. Don't leave what, remember this, if you've been in Oak Harbor for any length of time and you haven't done anything, you need to check that. You need to check that. 
Because God didn't send you here to report in and do nothing. You need to check that, okay? You need to say, wait a minute, I haven't done anything. There's something in your basket to do, I, I guarantee you. There's something in your basket to do, I guarantee you, I guarantee you. And it will bring strength to the body. It will be strength. Marco could be at some, we've seen people like that. We've seen Dr. Racky. Marco could be at this big, amazing church. What was that church that we saw Dr. Racky at? Y'all might not thought it was Dr. I can't think of that church. But you know who I'm talking about, the one that taught us about church. And he goes all over. And he teaches people how to, today's church. He teaches people. And see what happens is, some people walk in and they go, some people are like, does somebody need to get the church organized? That don't make no sense. That should be the pastor. Can I tell you something? If the pastor was supposed to do everything, what would be the need of you? He gives gifts. And the gifts come in and they make us whole. They make us whole. I said they make us whole. Bring your gift. Not your complaint, not your criticism, but bring your gift so the body of believers can be whole. Bring your gift so the body of believers can be whole. And bring your gift with humility. Bring your gift with a knowing. God has sent me for such a time as this, and I'm going to give my all. Some people say, I ain't going to be here. I'm not going to be here but for six months. In six months, oh, man, you could do something radical. You report in six months. You can change some stuff. It's all in the way you think when you come in, all right? Now, I understand. I understand that there's coming in, and you have no clue what I'm talking about right now, except for the analogy of the military. You don't have any clue about your spiritual gifts, what I'm, but that's the people that we need. We need commanders and chiefs. We need that whole body of maturity to help raise up the new recruits. Come on. Who's going to help us raise up some new recruits? New recruits that are ready to go fight. Kalal, fight. God is raising you up to be a fighter. And sometimes the church, as the church, because of what we get our minds on, it can be very disappointing. God never disappoints. And God is training us all in an area that we will be strong in. I want to be strong. How about you, relatives? I want to be strong. I want to be strong in the power of his might. And I want to reflect his glory that when I go out there, they see the authority and the dominion of Jesus Christ. The works that I do, I do not of myself. But the Father that dwells in me, he doeth the works. That's what I want it to be. So, Lord, this, this morning, I don't know about you, but as we're growing and, 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 and uh, growing in this perspective that God wants us to know about the church, this morning, if you just want to come up and just, I want to be a soldier, God. It says some of us, when we should have been eating meat, we're still on milk. And sometimes that's due also to the recruiter. But God is saying he's raising up. He's cutting recruiters in the house of God. And he's raising up pastors with a tenacity. Says you got to grow, you got to grow, you got to grow, you got to grow. God's word says that it, it will either draw us or drive us. 
when we just sit around and not grow and we just sit around and be in sin and keep on, then we got to say, wait a minute, wait a minute. And that's what I'm saying in my spirit. Wait a minute. No. God's word will grow you. It will, it will grow you up. And if you're not growing, you guys, don't be happy. I'm telling you right now, this is what I say in my spirit. If you're not growing and you're not happy and you're not growing, then don't stay where you're not growing. And I say that as much as I don't want not one person to leave this church. If you're not growing, if you're not growing. Now, check why you're not growing, though, okay? Check why you're, be honest with why you're not growing, okay? If you're not receiving the word, if you're not applying the word, if you're not walking, then you need to do that. But if something's so off and something's so wrong and you're just not growing, oh, my God, I'd rather see a growing child than a dead one. Grow in the Lord, okay? Grow. Is anybody else? I mean, if you know this morning, I just know that God is calling forth for soldiers. I just know right now that some of y'all been hit with some darts. Y'all been hit with some wounds. Y'all been hit with some things that, 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 that make you feel shaky in the house of God. But remember, it, it's not about me, baby. It's not. He said if we diligently seek him, we will find him. No matter what obstacle gets in our way, we just got to seek him, okay? Don't seek me, because if you seek me, you're going to see some flaws. Sure as I'm standing here, there's probably something on me right now. If you seek me, you're going to see some flaws. But if you seek him, you will find him. And in finding him, you will find all the strength you need to be a soldier in any place, at any time, under any conditions, you'll be able to be a soldier. Amen. So glad. Amen. 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 Lord, we just thank you for these that have come right now in the name of Jesus, that have walked up, God, to the altar, oh God. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, you know the things that have come against them. You know the darts, the bullets. You know the lies of the enemy. You know his deception. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But, Father, you have put something greater in them, the kingdom of God, your way of doing things. And, Father, I ask right now in the name of Jesus that that will be activated in their spirit right now, God. God, that they will hear your voice so clear. God, that they will do exactly what you say and how you say it, oh, God. God, they will not respond to negativity. They will not respond to things that are not of your word, oh God. Your word stands as truth in their life. God, everything that comes at them, they will take it to the word to see if it corresponds with your word, oh God. For that is our book, God, that teaches us how to be the soldiers, God, that we need to be. God, right now, soldiers, oh God, right now, God, we ask right now that they would be able to take off the patient gown in the name of Jesus. And grow into the soldiers that you have called them to be, oh God. Oh God, they would not be weary in well-doing, oh God. They would not be weary in well-doing, oh God. They would not be weary in well-doing, oh God. God, that they would not, of course, respond to people, God. For God, you have not called them to people, God. You've called them to you. To work for you, oh God. Father, I thank you right now for everyone in this congregation. 
Father, as you are building us up, you are edifying us, God. You are taking us to higher levels in you right now in the name of Jesus, that we will not be shaken by the things that we see. We will not be shaken by what the enemy brings against us. Father, we will be steadfast and unmovable. Our eyes always on you, oh God. Father, there's nothing too hard for you, oh God. And God, we know that your, your eye is on this place. Your hand is on it place. You have commissioned this place, God. Not just this place, living faith. You have commissioned the body of Christ. And Father, you said you're coming back after a church without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. You're coming after a glorious church, oh God. And God, I know that we are part of it, oh God. So God, continue your training on us. Continue your training on us, oh God. Help us to know who the real enemy is, oh God. And help us to know the real warfare. And help us to know the weapons that you have given us, oh God. And God, we will walk it out strong. We will walk it out strong. For God, this is bigger than temporary. This is eternal. And God, we thank you right now, God. We are fighting for eternity. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen.